right, we're all set, man. It's up and running, and I am in fantasy grands. So for this, so one thing I'm going to uh, throw out there for you is, like, I know we've only gone, what, down the hall and to the left? <laughs> yeah, down the hall, to the left, maybe maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes of actually dungeoning. But since we're, we're continuing, uh, you've depleted your spells this really would be a good spot to take a long rest for the two of you because okay. if you so i think as long as you can start thinking creatively and justify how you would do things like i was thinking right now you know that there's a tunnel that leads into a, a dead end room as far mm -hmm. as you as far as you know dead end you've there's only one way in and that is behind a secret door if you closed that secret door from the inside it would at least give you a place to camp out in this tunnel overnight yeah. to take a long rest i would uh, i would be down for doing that for malfax and jesper malfax would get his hp back again right he'd a long rest yeah all right oh it did i don't know what you did but all of a sudden i've got five hit dice on my character sheet Yep. So I can, I can have. If you guys want to do a long rest, then yep. And then if you look in the in the chat, it now says the party taking a long rest. All right. Cool. I say that because it's like maybe he wasn't wounded uh, crazy, Malfax, but that psychic attack shook him up. I know it would have. I mean, let's look at his intelligence. Yeah. It's not the best. So it's like he would have been like, oh, oh my gosh. Well, and that's also kind of, it's it's a misnomer. Just because you have a zero in intelligence doesn't mean you're a dumb person. I think that's a, a misnomer. A lot of people think, oh, I have like a minus one to intelligence. Now, it doesn't mean you're dumb. It's just you don't get, you're just not, you know, fully capable. You can still have a minus one on intelligence and do very intelligent things with high rolls. Right, right. Uh, and But I mean, like, as a as a straight up soldier, he would know that, like, hey, I need to rest and, like, re refine my constitution and reforge my own fortitude type deal. So because yeah. I mean, it, psychically, it, it shook him up. Plus, he probably would want to do a, a, a very, very deep clean of his, his boots and his, his silver sword from the rust. So I'm totally down for shutting that secret door and us hiding for a long rest. Really, one of the big things, too, is getting Jesper her spell slots back. Yeah, that's the biggest one for me. Because <laughs> her her spells actually turned out to uh, save my life, mind and mouth acts. So I do have some more background on Jesper for you. Okay. Um, I'm going to reveal, I, I have a lot more of her background planned out already, but I'm only going to reveal certain things to you uh, at certain times. All right. One of the, and, and it's still, uh, uh, with her, it's going to be also collaborative uh, storytelling and creation. Okay. Like between both of us, but you've got a general idea where you want to take it. Sounds good. Well, not. I have, what would be the good word here? I have just little, little bits that we can grow from. Very like generalized, that. a very generalized story that don't, does not have all the details filled in. That that could change depending on how things turn out in here. But one of her bonds is her ill-gotten gains go to support her family. Yeah. What we don't know yet, and what we don't know truly yet about Malthax either, but in Jesper's sake, what we don't know is we don't know exactly why she is coming down here. Uh, right yeah. now, we're just making the assumption that it's just, she's just here for the adventure, she's here for the treasure. I was actually thinking about that too, but I'll like to hear your idea so one thing is she has we and we still not going to reveal exactly what the reason she's supporting her family at least i'm not going to it's uh that's not not necessarily important so far but what what she does or what you do know as the, the character or the player playing her is that she has two brothers in her family these these brothers are actually more uh, they're younger 
than her, but they're young adult. Okay. So she could still have more siblings. These two in particular brothers set out also just like her to try to get support for her family. Mm. The last that she heard from her brothers were they were they had heard about a place where you could get untold wealth called the yawning portal. Ah, okay. She's never heard from these brothers since. All right. It all falls into place now. So part of what she's here for is searching for her for her for her brothers who have come down here before. And that's that's information she did get from the proprietor of the yawning portal. He did remember uh, several months ago to halflings uh, that that ventured down but they have never come up something else also happened in the yawning portal Mm. before you arrived okay she was also approached by somebody to carry out a task which she did accept this person was not volo this was somebody else does she know the identity she knows the identity that they who identified themselves as matrim merig this person was a bard who was playing in the yawning portal uh he goes by the name three strings probably due to the fact that he plays a three-stringed lute he approached her and asked if she would deliver a pouch to a certain individual in the city of skullport and did did i accept right off the bat no questions asked no but you did when with the amount that was offered for for payment Plus Skullport's in the same way I'm going for my brothers. Well, Skullport is somewhere in the Undermountain. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's one of those things where if she does make it to Skullport, sure, she will deliver the pouch. And then if she makes it back, well, um, it's not just that she delivers the pouch. The person there is at an inn or a tavern in Skullport that's called Flagon and the Dragon, F-L-A-G-O-N. So Flagon and the Dragon Tavern. So that's where she'll find this person. She delivers the pouch, and the the person at the inn will then provide her payment. So I got half up front, half when it's done? Correct. All right, did I, I mean, who am I supposed to deliver it to? Did, did three strings say? Or was it more of a, oh, you typed it in? Yeah. Cal Al Cal Kladani. How do you, you ready for this? You ready for this next part? Oh, gosh. That's excellent. I thought you'd love that. So, Kalal Kladani. So, you as the player, why... Uh, what information that I just gave you for those listening would make this maybe a compromised agreement for you, for Malthax? It's so beautiful because, all right, so the Kalal Kladani, like he's just said, the person Jesper needs to deliver a package to is a female drow. And it just so happens that Malthax, my flaw is, my hatred for my enemy, the drow, is blind and unreasoning. So, I mean, if we ever survive and make it to the Flagon and the Dragon uh, Tavern, um, it's going to be, uh, you know, contention. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I'm it's going gonna... to be uh, very interesting, to say the least. So, yes, of course, of course, Jesper looked in the pouch. Of course, good. It contains three moonstones. Uh, each moonstone's worth about 50 gold pieces each. But that actually pales in uh, comparison to what she was paid. So right now, her gold inventory is... She has 509 gold pieces. 300 of those gold pieces were paid to her by Matra Merig. Yeah, especially with the promise of second payment upon delivery correct so she didn't ever think about casting identify on the moonstones so when at the time that she got there uh she had just arrived she was tired from a very laborious journey 
travel getting there. She had just arrived at the inn. Um, she had kind of kept a low profile for maybe a, an hour or so before she approached Dernan and announced, or, or at least announced to him her desire to go into the yawning portal. Okay. So, and it was at that point that this person then, the, the bard finished playing his his song, came up, approached her, just kind of the weariness. The She had just learned from Dernan that yes, he does remember two halfling brothers that went down into the yawning portal several months ago, uh, which confirmed her fears and her suspicions. So she was more focused in, in thinking about that when this uh, matron approached her. She wasn't going to do it until the 300 gold pieces were presented to her. And then at that point, uh, just knowing how much, even if she failed to, to retrieve or, or, you know, from the yawning portal, at least she would have something to show. So she more re- readily just took it in a moment of not weakness, but just exhaustion would be more appropriate. So she didn't, no, she, she didn't cast any intent. She didn't, she didn't, um, other than what this, this person said, deliver this to this person. That's all she knows. She has no other idea outside that. So she right. does uh, keep the moonstones in a pouch that's close to where she keeps her silver slippers. Because right. she, she does recognize that uh, for, for whatever reason, these are worth more than their the marketplace value. Yeah, to certain someones or whatever. So what are Jesper's brother's names? I want one of them called Thimble for some reason. Okay. Um, and the other one is named Rickus. R-I-K-A-S. Thimble and Rickus. Thimble and Rickus. Sweet. Again, these are her younger brothers. The fact that all three of them have gone to uh, great efforts to try to earn whatever money to pay whatever debt or whatever situation to write whatever situation that they're in yeah. and the fact that the three of them have ventured down into something as notorious and infamous as and dangerous as undermount says something about the peril that they must be in so yeah the mere fact that all three of them have come to the yawning portal and two of them thus far have not been heard from again it does bespeak incredible danger so all right so i don't know if you're checking my character notes inside my character sheets but i wrote a, a full paragraph on jespers and a, a little paragraph on malthax geraniums if you'd like me to read them to you yeah jespers notes i mean i already we already spoke about i already told you what i wrote so it's like you know i'm searching for my two brothers i got my moonstones i got to deliver it to someone so that's i mean that's already you already know that but in malthax's i wrote i escaped enslavement from the drow at no small cost to my soul yet my people my friends my family are still held captive i'm doing everything i can to return and liberate them despite my abstract terror of being enslaved again and kill any drow i can so this is gonna be fun and i don't know if you've had any thoughts about what's driving malfax during him either no that's uh i, I haven't that, that's still a mystery for me of why he's here which uh i'm very excited to discover yeah me too you yeah. know it'll come to me <laughs> oh i mean i totally know what it is so we just survived our first encounter mm-hmm. with a psychic gray ooze all at the risk of now, now this is also something very interesting the fact that let's just think about this um I, I want to kind of you to, to get you the mindset of the elemental gem that Jesper found in that statue. How long has Undermountain been here and no one's discovered that before in one of the very first chambers of the dungeon? Yeah, I mean, it was a hidden 
passage, but I'm sure it's been found before, so it must have been here hidden for what? I don't remember how long ago. It was before Waterdeep, so thousands of years, right? Thousands of years. I mean, there there used to be an elven nation that was set up here, even before the, the tower was built, and the tower was built long before Waterdeep was established. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, me thinking right now, it's like that water elemental, whatever, or whenever I release it, it very well might be like an ancient, freaking ancient elemental. I don't know. Are, are elementals like dragons, the more powerful they grow older or something? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. So either it's going to be super powerful or it might not work, or it's just a, a piece of magic from freaking Dagum ages past. So you finished your rest and you have uh, you're back into this uh this hallway that has 13 bass reliefs carved into the stone of depicting several different demons okay you spent even though you you more so and it took it, it took just mentioning it to convince jesper who wanted who was very quick to want to continue on she's very anxious to continue in and, and find her brothers and the fact that she's survived her first encounter here has given her a little bit of courage to continue on but you, the battle-weary uh, and battle-wizened soldier, knew that this would be a good time to, let's not just rush into this thing. So you, you spent a good time resting, tending your wounds, cleaning your armor, cleaning your weapons, more importantly, making sure Jesper was rested from the energy that she had depleted in casting her spells. And um, since you you had the opportunity, probably what you, what you assume to be uh, a very rare section of the dungeon where you you could truly rest and feel i would i wouldn't say that you actually ever felt safe but at least you felt safe in the fact that you could know if a threat was was going to appear right well it was a much more defensible position yes that, that's a better way of saying it a very defensible way a very defensible place so that's why you wanted to just immediately take this opportunity rest right so you you can see now that well you've just re-emerged out of this secret room okay and you i know we spoke about this last night but i can't quite remember none of us have night vision and this is like it's under the ground did we so yes so we did talk about this last night um yeah, this is one of those sorry. things that i'm house ruling that whatever whatever reason or however this dungeon was created by this this ancient wizard whatever essence of magic that was left over in the creation of these rooms has has left some kind of just natural ambiance light okay excellent it's not like a lit like a, a lit room where it's bright but it's lit enough that a person with Without dark vision can see without any type of disadvantage okay so like a, a pretty bright starlight moonlit night type deal yes yeah cool so this is uh so people with with dark vision are, are definitely going to be able to see a lot farther and definitely take advantage of that uh this is a house rule that since most of our players don't i just don't want to this is one one of the things i'm gonna i just don't want to bookkeep yeah before you go towards the stairs is there anything else you want to do in this hallway with any of the other demon statues or demon reliefs in the walls yeah jesper wants to do a a, a closer look on all of them she does okay on the other 12 so would that be a perception so I'll just have, you, have you just roll a single perception check okay 16 plus 7 25 or 18 plus 7 25 jesper with her perception rolls yeah she's a savior right now 25 so which one which way do you want to begin searching let's do the six bass relief st statues on the south wall and then move to the seven on the north wall okay so she continues searching uh and and looking along the 
the south wall here all the all the different demons they're all different uh grotesque looking doesn't find anything significant continues searching along the north now the seven along here she gets to this point right here and stops and looks at you and gives you the two fingers to the eyes and two fingers to the statue's eyes signal again okay which uh, statue is that in is that maybe the fourth and that's the fourth one in from east to west correct and it's a statue of a dretch d-r-e-t-c-h it's a big gross yeah i got the picture it's gross that is it yes yeah, super it's almost like a like a, a demonic gorilla with sharp claws and then like a pig face but with sharp teeth it reminds me of like the key master from ghostbusters oh my god like the, gar the yeah. gargoyles yeah it does <laughs> gross all right so she sees this uh this demon statue yes jesper said there were eyes yep two half inch spy holes for its eyes does she see if there's a second secret room it looks at, yep exactly like the secret door on the uh, demon on the other side uh, uh, spine spine looks looks uh, yeah 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 okay 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 okay, okay. <gasps> this this statue looks like it's just like the other one it it, it 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 it's a secret door we can we can push it open again i think we can push it open again what do you think what do you think should we should we ah uh, let's do it let's just make sure we clear everything so there's no monsters creeping up behind us last thing i want is to be surrounded let's do this and so uh she, I mean, I kind of went with it, but I actually didn't ask you. Uh, does it look like it's just like the statue, like you said, pushable? Yes, yeah. All right, so Malthax doesn't even draw his sword. He just grabs his uh, his shield. He's going to do this exact same thing. So, strength check? Uh, Jesper, how good are you with that bow? Um, well, you know, I tend to hit things. Yeah, but do you hit the things you're aiming at? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. I'm not bad, I'm not bad. Uh, all right, well, let's pull it out, have a knocked arrow, and be prepared to cover me. All right, all right, you don't need to brag. Ah, you don't need to growl at me, Mr. Growly. Ugh. So she grabs her bow and she preps while he's totally bumping up, getting ready to, uh, you know, and I will throw a strength. So she even has it, it knocked and everything, just so you know, it's like, it's ready. We got a nine plus three is a 12. Dang, that sucked. That, for this door, it actually is enough. Oh, whew. okay. So it's like, and it does it just start like grinding and stone on stone scraping back? It actually, this one moves, opens quite freely. Oh, really? All right. It swings, uh, and it's on hinges that swing from the left to the right so that it opens all along the long hall or the long wall that goes on the east side. All right. So it opens up. And immediately, I mean, is there, I mean, they're instantly looking for monsters or anything. Are they seeing anything like that? Nothing, uh, nothing at all. All right. Uh, I draw my, my, uh, my silver longsword, Malfax does, and I would like to proceed, uh, me followed by, uh, Jesper. I just push forward enough to where I get out of her, her shooting. You know what I mean? I don't want to get shot in the back. Yep. So it's a very, very empty room, except for there is an unadorned wooden armor stand in the direct middle of this room. There is a long sword that has been stabbed into this armor stand. The long sword is glowing faintly. At the base of the stand, there remains, or there lies a skeletal remains of a hand amid stains of dry blood. 
All right, so you said it was glowing. What color is it glowing? A very, yeah, like a light electric blue would be. I mean, I'd like to kind of like walk around it. Can I check the entire room before we examine this? Uh... So one thing that uh, you uh, also can immediately hear very, very distant echoes of voices that occasionally fill the room. They're emanating from 10 inch long, five inch wide vents in the ceiling. The ceiling's about as, again, as high as this room is wide. So they're about 30 foot high ceiling. There's these little vents around the top of, this, of the ceiling. Um, and, and just uh, every, uh, occasionally you just get here, just some. Um, Any decipherable words? Or is it just, it's like, you just hear voices, you can't hear the words though. Just voices, just just echo, very okay. co conversational tone. All right. I, I, I almost feel like they're falling into a little a flow and he's just kind of being scary and scowly, Malfax, and being the on guard uh, soldier while she sweeps the room looking for anything and everything is that all right with you if she does another perception check yeah have her do another perception check for that okay all right it's 13 so she doesn't really see anything else out of the ordinary okay she does think though she she kind of looks at you and she's like i think those vents go to buildings in water deep like, like maybe the vents go to cellars like of warehouses or inns yeah okay I mean, we're still not too far from the inn. Yeah. So uh, she thinks those voices actually might be people on the top side, just talking or down coming in the cellar. Or... Okay. But there's nothing else. Mm -mm. All right. Um, I say we uh, we both check out this uh, sword and the uh, armor stand. So it's just like a wooden. It's just like a wooden dummy where you would normally place armor on. Your armor on. It doesn't. It, it looks very not crudely built, but it wasn't built by a, a craftsman, a wood craftsman. We left off where we're in this room. It's about 50 by 40 feet with, with vents above us that you can hear a cake. Like I, when I say occasionally, maybe like once or twice since you've been in there, you've heard some, some distant echoing voices that you think might be people from the surface. Okay. So you think these vents might go up there for some reason. Very, very small vents, about 10 inches long by five inches wide. But the interesting thing about this room is in the direct center of the room is an unadorned wooden armor stand. Mm -hmm. Nothing, I mean, that is kind of unusual just in it of itself, but it's the fact that there is a faintly glowing longsword stabbed into it that really stands out, glowing with a very, very faint blue, kind of a faint electric blue glow. At the base of the stand lies a skeletal remain uh, of a hand that is amid stains of dried blood. Yeah, it's pretty ominous, you know? It's not like little cuddly teddy bears or anything um and jesper already did a check around the room and there's nothing else yep no, there's nothing nothing else in the room is uh out of the ordinary for a dungeon all right can we examine excuse me can we examine this long sword that's glowing yeah what would you how like describe like how would you what would you like to do would you like to first i would like both of us to both like walk in close to it and just scrutinize it really just 
look at it, trying to pick up any details we can see with her eyes first. So the it looks like a fairly straightforward longsword. There's nothing uh, glamorous about it. It's not ornate by design. It definitely looks like it was a weapon designed for combat, not a weapon designed for like ornamental ceremonies or something. Yeah, and it definitely looks like it's been been used in combat. So does it have like nicks or it's just like, oh, hey, that's just seen some wear. Just, just some wear. It, right. it looks old. It looks very old. You don't, you're, you're not sure the origin of the the craft, the craftsmanship. A craftsman's a different style? Like Yeah, you don't know if it, I mean, it, it looks like it was uh, a human possibly a human uh it definitely doesn't look like an, anything elvish but okay beyond that you don't know all right so the, it's glowing is it the blade glowing the hilt glowing all of it glowing all of it everything okay is there any noise or uh heat or cold or anything emitting from this glow no not that you can sense there's there's no sound coming from it okay and there's no charge in the air there's it's not feeling like it's staticky or almost electric no Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Do you think it's safe to touch? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's glowing. It's glowing. Yeah. I, like, what? Do you do you really want to go just pick up a random glowing thing? I don't know. I mean, you can. You can. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I don't know if I would advise it. I I I I I, I, I can cast a spell though. I can I, I can identify it if you'd like. But just 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 <laughs> just know I'm gonna have to refocus and rest again. It it saps my strength. I need my beauty sleep. Mm. Alright, spider legs, if you're willing to do it, cast your identifying spell. Alright, 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 I will, but you owe me. <laughs> you owe me big time. Alright, Jesper is gonna cast the identifying identify spell on this uh, this sword. Do I need a roll or anything for that? So yeah, no, you you just you just cast it. Absolutely, that's that's what what uh, identify does. Okay, so she just you know she grabs her little she like sideways glances at Malfax and then like kind of like turns away and ruffles and rustles in her her little bags and grabs a few things and he thinks he sees like he thinks he sees like a pearl maybe but uh, she's got it in her hand and uh, she starts you know speaking and doing her little hand gestures and then boom she identifies the thing so uh it does the sword does it is magical it is a magic sword mm. the sword uh when it's out of its sheath sheds dim light in a 10 foot radius okay when the hilt is gripped harder it will increase the light so the tighter the grip the more brilliant it shines the more brilliant it shines okay does she detect any like danger of someone touching it anything like that no malfax go ahead and touch it grab it it's fine it's fine uh, he kind of like looks at her hesitantly you know he's like Ugh. are you sure yeah 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 yeah. just touch it touch it touch it just grab it put your silver one away and grab it see what happens pull it away pull it out and so he's like uh hesitant but he's like over the last day he's kind of gone grown to respect this crazy add <laughs> Halfling, so he 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 with a scowl, as always, puts his uh, short or his uh, long sword away, his silver sword away, and grabs the uh, the hilt and tries to yank out uh, the the glowing sword from the armor stand. Yeah, it it comes out just like a a sword that was placed or stabbed in a um in an armor stand. <laughs> I mean, it just he just pulls it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's got it gripped, and he's actually kind of tightening and gripping it. He kind of like whoa starts because 
like you said, he gripped it a little tighter and it starts flaring more brilliant, you know, lighting up the sky or the the room. And he's uh, a little nervous. He kind of looks to uh, looks to Jesper for you know confirmation. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Just 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 wait, it's fine. All right. So yeah, I mean, not, nothing happens. You're, you're kind of waiting for like something to happen yeah just something nothing okay is uh so i mean as time stretches and nothing happens he kind of like relaxes and you can see his tensed shoulders kind of like lower you know and uh he kind of breathes easier but then he starts looking around does he see a sheath anywhere no okay um uh can i do a few test swings and see yeah if he would like it type deal yeah as in he might want to just since he's got it and there's no sheath and rather than pulling his silver sword out then sheathing that sword and then getting the sword. I don't know. It just feels a little convoluted since he already has this sword in its hand, his hand. So it, it swings very well. It feels like it's balanced. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you just kind of start going through your uh, your your sword stances. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, your little, like, uh, your sword routine that you, yeah. from, like, clear back from, from basic training that you start, you know, that you started with wooden swords, um, and it just, it feels very natural in your hand. Okay. Does the air sing when I cut and chop? Because that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we'll say that it does. It's just a very, very little... Tinny ring. Yeah, kind of like when you, you know, yeah, like, wet your finger and rub it around a crystal glass. Just nice. a little, like... Okay. Not not very loud. Subtle. Yeah. Very subtle. Okay. Uh, Malthex brings it to his to his uh, closer to his face. He's kind of grinning, which you know kind of startles Jesper because she's like, "Whoa!" He's actually kind of half smiling. But anyways, he checks the edges and as a final check, it's like he inspects the edges. Does it look like it's a worthy sword that he actually would rather use this than his silver sword? It it looks. Other than not being silver, it looks like it's made of steel. All right. Well, since it's already in his hand and the silver longsword's in his sheath on his hip, he's just going to just roll with it, I would say, if you're okay with that. Yeah. All right. I guess kind of walk through again what you're doing. The physically walking through of like my routine swords and checking it out or what? Yeah. like And, and like, what are you doing like right now? Like, where are you? Okay. So before I'd grabbed it, I put my silver longsword away. I still have my shield on my left arm i grabbed it and pulled it out and as i was readjusting my grips it got tighter and tighter and flared and i like, freaked out and froze but uh jesper's like no you're fine and so i actually start doing some swings some stabs some thrusts reposts some hacks some uh just just the basic routine movements like you said seeing if it flows and feels like an extension of my arm versus you know so testing the weight testing the balance testing the grip see if it's grip i don't know if it's leather bound or uh twisted rot steel what is it by the way do you know it appears to be steel okay so yeah i mean he's just looking at everything so after a couple minutes even actually he kind of maybe even got carried away to the song of the sword um, as he swung it. Uh, then last last thing, he brings it to his face, like not to his face, but like he brings it up close so he can start inspecting the edges and the points, just looking for nicks to see if there's any fissures, any weak, point, uh, weak points, essentially assessing if this sword, he's going to use it rather than his silver long sword. That's what he's doing. Okay. And does he decide, like, is he going to keep his silver sword? Is he going to... Yeah. The silver sword's in his, in his its sheath on his hip, so it's already there. So rather than replacing one sword with the other, like, I mean, instead of, like, putting the magic sword down, picking up the silver sword, putting it down, pick up the magic sword, put it in the sheath, and then pick up the silver sword, 
to use it again he's just gonna use the magic sword he's decided like from everything you're telling me i'm like hey it passes my inspections i'll just use this my silver sword is just gonna be on my hip yeah so it it does the same damage as the silvered sword does it it does d8 slashing okay instead of silver it does actually does magic damage so in the meantime if you need to do an attack you can just do an attack with your other sword all right uh you also notice that uh you see right kind of over here on the northwest corner that's a that's a door just a normal door that's closed oh, okay it did not look locked when jesper did her uh perception check of the room she did note the door noted it was not locked it's just a a wooden door and did she see if there was traps associated with it no it didn't didn't appear to be any traps all right well, that's a lovely sword it sings it sings yeah but uh you know what i think we need to get going i get uh, you know we've been here too 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 too, too long malthax uh, also i say let's go look down this door because those stairs are a little bit dark and ominous i don't like them i don't like them let's go this way let's go this way and as she's you know being crazy and sputtering herself she's moving so mouth x is like okay and just follows along he's still kind of eyeing his new magical sword um can i have her inspect it once more and then just open it yes the door yeah all right um just a uh oh what she she got like a i mean she rolled like an 18 with her what plus seven perception or whatever ridiculous thing she has oh yeah that's true. um she she knows it's not trapped okay all right well i just she just opens it then and uh she's long since swapped out her bow for her rapier as well no forget the rapier it's a dagger she's got her dagger so she sees that it opens up to a hallway mm -hmm. like a t intersection it goes north north and south yeah all right just wait here i'm gonna sneak up and, and check it out okay just just wait here and uh can i do a stealth roll and go and check out both uh, the t intersection yes i got 10 plus 7 17 Good. that's better than that two whatever you typed <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I typed in two to see if, if I hit two and then enter, it would hit my, my hotkey, but it didn't. Oh, I see, yeah. So, move her where you want her to go. She, she does, I mean, she does. She is sneaking well. All right. She's going to hug this the south wall and peek to the north T intersection. If she doesn't see anything, she's going to slide on over to the north wall and look on the south T intersection. All right, so it looks like on the south way, she finds, uh, are those ascending or descending stairs? Descending. So, it looks like... Might even match up with the other ones. Yeah, looks like it might be going into a, the same same room, and then you see north, it goes to another T intersection. Mm -hmm. All right, so she motions for, uh, she sees no no creatures, no nothing. Nope, nothing. Okay. She motions for Malthax to join her. He joins her. She says, you know what? Those uh, those stairs looks like they might, they, they just might meet the other ones. It's like, I don't know, I don't know. Those big stairs looked ominous, but I don't know about these ones. Now I'm kind of curious. Two ways in, two stairs in. Should we go that way or should we go north? The T, T. Shush be quiet and then she like <laughs> she like kind of like puckers and is like oh, almost bursting with trying to speak but like hold it back you know and uh Malfax is thinking and yeah all right you know what let's let's hit the south stairway let's go you lead and then she's elated and jumps right into it once again doing the stealth but sneaking down south towards the uh descending uh, stairwell okay do i need to stealth again or anything like that no she's she's still stealthing okay i'd like her to be to the very top of the stairs and see if she can see what lays below and malfax is going to inch very slowly to the corner and wait for her report so she can see that this opens up into a chamber of sorts that has uh 
several pillars that run the entire length of the room up to the ceiling. So the descending stairs lead to a, uh, is it a big, like a wide open space? Yes, so... I mean, there's so many across, so it's probably, is it like a dome light? Because it's probably what, there's like... 50 feet, 60 feet across? So it's probably about, yeah, so from the bottom of the stairs, it's about it's about 40 feet across from the bottom of one stair of the northern stair to the bottom of the southern stair mm-hmm. and 40. So it's, a, it's about a 40 by 40 polygon chamber that has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 pillars that run the entire length. Uh, the pillar that she's that's closest to her, uh, she can see there's a uh, the skeleton of a giant constrictor snake that coils up the top half of that pillar. And it's wrapped around the top half? Yes, it, well, it, it, it starts at the bottom and it coils up the top half. Uh, shoot, okay. Uh, does she hear anything or see any movement? I will have her roll perception for this room. Okay, also before I do that, maybe can can she see the ceiling? Does the pillars reach the ceilings or any of They do. They they reach the ceiling. All of them seem to appear to go up to the ceiling. Alright, I will have her roll a perception. Uh eight plus seven, fifteen. So um she she uh is looking in the room. Obviously she's looking at the snake, eyeing it. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing that seems out of the ordinary. Uh, just looks empty. She can see there's a, another staircase at the bottom or the at the south end of the room that ascends up, and on, she can see another one on the west side that also ascends up. So whatever this room is, it it's set about 10 feet lower than the rest of the rooms. So uh, the ceiling's about 50 feet high, probably. So these are very very these pillars go all the way up. All right, her mind's thinking. She waves over Malfax, so he comes on over. Suddenly she sees just a slight little movement behind the northernmost pillar of those three that are in the center. All right, she's like, there's something moving, though. there's something moving. And then Malfax moves up beside her so he can rush if he needs to. Can she discern what's going on? What's it? No. So it's moving around the pillar? Like, as she was turning to, like, say, to motion you, she just, out of the peripheral, just caught just this, a sudden just flicker of, of movement. Does not see anything anymore. And it was behind the northern one, the one with the giant snake skeleton? No, so you see there's those pillars along the west that kind of make a circle, and there's three that are right in a row that run north to south. So I see the circle on the east. It's a rough circle on the east. Yes, I, yeah, you're right, east. Okay, okay, yeah, so I see there's a rough circle of pillars on the east, and then there's, on the northwestern, there's side of the room, there's two pillars, and the southwestern pillar. There, that pillar right there. Okay, so those three are right in a row. Yeah, so she saw movement that just seemed to kind of come from right right there all right did it go back behind it or it was literally it was like one of those moments where you're starting to turn your head and you you see movement and you look back but there's there's nothing there you don't you don't see the movement or anything so mm-hmm. did she really see something did she not okay um it was at, as she was like saying like motioning you to come up she just saw it and immediately looked back but it's it's, it's gone it's like at, at right now staring in there she sees nothing. Okay. So as Malfax approaches, she's like, I thought I saw something right there, right there. Behind, behind, behind that pillar right there. I thought I saw it. Now it's gone. I can't see it anymore. And as you approach the stairs, uh, light from your sword 
floods in and brightens the room a little bit. Uh, yeah, excellent. So uh, alerting all of them that I'm there. Good point. Dagnab it. Malthax, you idiot. <laughs> all right. No, it's all good. Um, the sword never stops glowing. So it, yeah. it's always glowing in a 10-foot radius. Well, Malthax, <clears throat> I'm going to go take a look. Because you know what? Malthax doesn't like leaving possible enemies behind his back. So he just marches. All right, so stop right there and roll initiative. So, Malthax, we've got Chang 12, and Jesper has Chang 23. All right, Jesper goes first, and then Malthax goes. So, uh, but but I'm going to set this up first. So, okay. you hear, and suddenly you see this large creature come out from behind here, and uh, a second one step out behind this pillar, and they both one of them starts running to right like like he's running towards the western here i'm gonna also do this and then the the other one that come down looks like he's running towards the south you you recognize these you you fought these creatures before they're bugbears okay and you said it's mine first are they making as if they're attacking or fleeing to the west stair and the southern stair it appears as if they're fleeing all right so jesper i mean the dude's too far away so she's gonna cast firebolt right off the bat at the southernmost because uh, firebolt has a range of 120 feet and what i'm gonna do is hurl a moat of fire at a creature or an object within range make a range spell attack against the target on a hit the target takes 1d10 of fire it'll be 2d10 and then if it's a flammable object uh, is hit by the spell it uh, it will uh, it'll burn so i am gonna roll she's targeting the furthest away the southernmost because she's like thinking malfax if he needs to run down a bugbear if they're trying to escape he can hit the western one so if we look at so from her point of view right now where she's at she's looking through a pillar uh, yeah. towards that guy um can she move and cast it yeah absolutely okay that's what she's gonna do she's gonna move here as she's running to get a clear uh line of sight of the southernmost bugbear she's speaking and doing her gestures for this firebolt spell and to describe how like describe like what she does like how she how does she how does she cast her fireball spells how does it how does it work for her all right so she leaps off the top of the staircase lands at the bottom runs uh, uh, diagonal and slides to a knee dropping her dagger at her feet and as she's speaking some tongue she takes two fingers and is drawing some runic uh, letters or runic sigils in the air but they're very edgy like triangle star type looking and as she does that uh, it's almost as if a letter uh, or blue blue runes or rifts in front of her finger appear as if she's actually writing and then as she's finished with the last rune the blue runes flare super bright red and orange and then the bolt of flame the fire bolt is gonna uh fly out and attack the uh the dude all right so drag the fireball attack, uh, attack spell and drop it on that bugbear that you want to attack good point thank you for reminding me because i was about to put it in the chat <laughs> all right i completely missed guys a dagum 11 it as she's sliding on the knee and she uh casts that fireball he just moves ever so slightly back and the brunt of the fireball hits
hits that pillar that it steps behind and just kind of singes some of the hair on the bugbear. Dag nab it. All right, now it's uh, Malfax's turn. Yes. So with his uh, with his new glowing sword, he charges this guy. His uh, his uh, shield is up and his new sword is leveled and poised to thrust or slash if needed. And he comes up ready for a, you know, to parry attack or block an attack. And then also he comes slashing horizontally at this bugbear. All right. Dope, 23. Yeah, so describe how you're, uh, like, like how, how are you going and slashing? Like, where are you hitting on him? So bugbears, they're what, eight feet tall, seven feet tall? Yeah. They're, they're very large creatures. Malfax is 6'1", so he's just doing a horizontal slash around his, his shoulder height. So I would say it's about their abdomen or belly button level almost uh, for the bugbear. Okay. And I'm just doing a, a horizontal just slash right across his, his abdomen chest area. All right. Uh, roll damage on him. Uh, nine damage. Nice. Sweet. So you go and you do that. Uh, it, you know, slashes across its belly. It uh, had a uh, some kind of brute weapon claw in its hand that it uh but it just flinches down and grabs its belly and lets out this groan i still have my second attack correct oh yes you do nice so as i slashed i quickly recover back to my 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 failing stance as in the shield's right in front of me my sword's level and i would like to thrust right into his abdomen or his chest cavity that's what my intention is yeah absolutely mm, 13 darn it it's a miss so as you go and you thrust in and he, he his both of his hands come in and grab at his stomach that you just slashed uh he's still holding that club in his hand and it just your sword stabs into his club right as he clenches his stomach area <laughs> perfect um it's not my turn so i can't try and wrench it free at, the, at this moment huh no gotcha so the bugbear to the southern wall yeah no he just hightails it out uh this bugbear still with the sword in your hand just i mean it, it, you know it's kind of hit into the club but he immediately then takes the club and swings it back out towards you okay and so th this is what happens i'm gonna roll damage on here as well oh, yeah he hit me he did it. so here's what happens you ran in there you slash your sword across his belly doubles over right as you go in for the killing stab into his chest cavity but as he bellows over and his, both of his arms come in still cl clutching this club. Your sword stabs into the club, which then he immediately reacts and swings back out and catches you right across the lower jaw and neck, smashes into you. It uh, knocks, you know, stuns you. Not stun, you're not getting the stun, you know, capability, but, it, you know, it, it stuns you. It, like, you know, you could feel that your some of your teeth get loose and his blood spatters out of your mouth. Uh, the force of it, wrenches the sword out of your hand and the sword goes flying across to the northern uh, area of the wall. Mm -hmm. The sword instantly vanishes and reappears right back in your hand. Oh, wow. Excellent. No, that's excellent. Like, wow. No, that's excellent. <laughs> that's amazing. I already said it four times. I don't know what else to say. All right. Just proceeds the the uh the southern bugbear he's already gone he's already gone so she uh, retrieves her her dagger and she comes down this way to make sure she's got a clear line of sight and i would like to throw uh 
her dagger at this bugbear as he's smacking Malthax. Is that uh, approved? So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, look at that. Four, uh, 24. <laughs> All right, damage, uh, five damage. So, like, I, I cast a spell. The dude, the bugbear's gone. I grab my dagger and make sure I, I run south just to make sure I'm not going to hit Malthax and I hurl this thing at the bugbear. Yeah, and it, it beds right into the side of its neck and it kind of makes this garble of sound and then immediately turns and looks at you and uh, looks at Jesper and it just you can just see its eyes just light up with rage as it you can you can just tell now it, it's now focusing its attack towards Jesper. Yeah, that's good. That's not good, but it is. Okay. So, well, watch this. <laughs> Uh, what happened? Oh yeah, I, you I, him. I rotated him. <laughs> Actually, look at him. That's so cool. His avatar is now facing me. Crap. All right. Well, as he's looking at um, Jesper, I'm going in for another another attack with my 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 magical sword that appeared in my hand. Okay. Um, 19. Uh, so 19 plus 6, 25. So roll your damage and then describe what what you're doing exactly. Okay, so it did eight damage. So I just got hit with that that maul or the club. I got bashed. I was like, oh, my sword fell away. It threw my peripherals through teary eyes. I saw Jesper run and hurl the dagger at this bugbear. Hear him groan and churn. As he's turning towards Jesper, my hand, my uh, the, the sword magically appears into my hand again. And just on instinct, I just step forward and do a quick thrust right to his chest or whatever chest area that is available to me. And right now, you you can't tell if the ringing you hear is the sword or the ringing in your ears. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> From that blow, or maybe it's a combination of both. Yeah. All right, so uh, did you already roll your damage? Yeah, it did oh, eight yeah, damage. Oh, yeah, did eight damage. So the the bugbear, so your, your sword goes right into its chest cavity. Uh, it kind of like gurgles a little bit. It still has her dagger in the side of its neck. Uh, it actually drops its club and kind of sinks down onto its knees and it's holding like one hand kind of around the sword like the sword is still into its chest it drops to its knees and it kind of puts its other hand up on your chest well so it, you actually stabbed it into the side so uh the sword actually went through because he was facing jesper the sword actually goes through like its rib cage right at its stomach uh and in fact jesper she actually gags a little bit because she can see the bugbears facing her she can see a slit in its stomach and she can actually see the glowing of the sword into the slit of the stomach as it passes from the side yeah nice <laughs> uh and it drops to it drops to its knees and then it puts one hand on the on the ground and it puts the other hand up kind of in a defensive like a defensive like like its hand up towards you yeah do i still get my one attack or does he get like a, a reactionary one or something like that and it says that to you um da, da, i don't even know how to pronounce that so so yes uh you still have your extra attack absolutely so it whispers that to me well it doesn't whisper it just it kind of falls down and it's like oh, so it's like it's kind of on its 
Aunt drops to its knees, but one hand kind of goes down to stabilize it, and then it puts the other hand up, like, in a, like, you know, definite, like, a yielding, please stop. Mm, okay. And it's it's dropped its weapons. It, it's mortally wounded. I'm going to use my one attack. I'm going to roll. I got 22. That's a hit. So, uh, what I'm going to do is, as he's, like, he's, like, you said he's kind of gripping the sword in his one hand while raising the defensively? No, so, uh... I, I described it wrong because I forgot that he wasn't facing you. So the sword went into his side, like right under his arm. So he it hits him in the side. He drops down onto like one one knee with his left arm going down on the ground to support his body up. Then he turns and looks up at you and puts the other hand up, kind of almost like shielding his face and his body from you. And he says, uh, Quarabok! Okay, well, so what I do is I wrench my sword from his ribs, and I need to roll my damage real fast, sorry. So I did eight damage to the bugbear. Uh, does that kill him, or is it still... Yeah, no, that, that that kills him. Okay, so I wrench it free, and I I don't know if, you, if this is allowed or if this sword can do it, but I would like to swing, like, over my head and the diagonal down and cut through his raised-up arm and either cut off his head or cleave half of his skin skull in, in two or I don't know if the sword's sharp enough or what are you oh yeah it absolutely does that okay so yeah literally it passes through his arm and then into his skull and like just chops it in half and off and it the the the, uh, <laughs> the blade as I come back is just is singing and ringing or is that in my ears I just still can't tell you know so uh yep it does exactly yeah and, and this thing is dead so his arm and half of his head tumbles and his body collapses on top of it is how i imagine yeah so his head tumbles over to and lands right kind of over by this pillar right there the south uh, westernmost yeah all right jasper or jesper she actually gags and chokes and turns around and almost like she turns to the northwestern pillar and leans against it and almost like uh, almost pukes she's gasping malthax in his cold soldier assurity just starts examining the uh, i love that oh my goodness you literally have a corpse on the map and his head over there that's awesome <laughs> this is fantastic <laughs> i literally like yes he is <laughs> his dead body <laughs> and his dead head that's awesome all right and uh just routine just routine checks malthax after after engagement starts you know he starts uh he immediately secures the room i would like if you like if you're allowing this to him to do a quick perimeter check of all the pillars the stairwells look down each the southern and the western stairwell and then if it's all clear move back to the body and inspect the body for anything and jesper's just gasping on one knee yes um and did i do that or did you do that what's that uh jesper uh, intelligence save nope she just did an intelligence save okay gotcha all right it is we are still actually in initiative it's jesper's action okay she uh contains herself like uh, controls her gasping and wheezing she's not gonna puke and she kind of like throws a glare she she realizes all of a sudden she it almost feels as if she she feels like this presence trying to uh break into her mind for just the slight moment but she is able to resist it and, and it goes away hmm. so I, I, that kind of like she she threw a, a glare at, at the Malfax as if she was going to speak or snap at him but then all of a sudden she stops and almost staggers back clutching her head and then then she just just for that moment you said and then she's like Ugh, writes herself up and she's got this really worried, uh, worried look and Malfax is scowling but in a question 
questioning way, as he always scowls. Something, something, something just try to touch my brain. Something try to take over and control it. We, I think we need to, uh, I, 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 I don't know what it is, but I think we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. Ah, uh, agreed. Can I, uh, Malthek's gonna do a quick, uh, just do a quick combat check on the, the, the bugbear's body real fast. He's also gonna retrieve, uh, Jesper's dagger. Okay. So he grabs it and tosses it to her. She catches it and holds it looking at it and then he continues his search of the uh the the bugbear so uh what are you examining no i'm just doing i'm just doing combat checks like after we uh you know like in a in in theater when we when we schwack some dudes we we go and do some uh, battle damage assessment we start looking for whatever you know doing the same thing looking for scrolls pouches anything that might be anything yep uh has uh nothing on him but i want you to do a perception check on uh malfax yeah just roll perception check in uh the chat uh malfax got a big old whopping five yep uh yeah you don't there, there's nothing on him uh he, he's wearing just basic leather armor he has like kind of that big club uh nothing nothing else on him at all i don't see anything let's go which way do you want to go and then let's let's, let's go to the west the west the west the, the, the other bugbear went south i think there's something down there let's get out of here we have to get out of here there was something touching my brain and then as she's you know she's going crazy and uh she walks to the western staircase and i would like her to proceed stealth as a point scout man to the uh, west all right uh, as she does that you actually see something crawl out of the head of the bugbear and move towards jesper it's behind her now yep um does is does i mean as malfax am i it looks like you, you you're kind of like you don't know what you're seeing it looks like the brain has legs and has crawled out of the bugbear's head and it's like this little brain with four legs that's now crawling kind of running towards jesper do i have time for a run in a, a stomp attack so uh yeah so we're in initiative jesper's action was to move there um she doesn't see it since she's looking towards that direction but you we're still in initiative i never took us out and so it is actually your your turn now i would like to move up to this creepy four-legged thing and I will do a I'll do the shield bash attack but it'll be a stomped uh, armored boot is that okay yeah and uh miss yeah you try to stomp and it kind of like skittered away he's got skittered over there also I shouted to Jesper so now she knows or at least she heard my stomp or something now it's this creepy brain thing so it it turns on you um and is going to kind of kind of jumps out at your chest with its claws dadgummit it got me and so it's little legs has claws it, it little legs have claws it runs at you it jumps at your chest and claws into your chest and then all of a sudden you just there's just all this just screaming in your mind and it feels as if something has just penetrated into your actual uh brain and uh it's just this piercing painful spear into my brain and also yeah. the claws in my chest I want you to roll 3d6. For uh, Malfax or Jesper? Just Malfax. So just at the bottom, I just want you to roll 3d6. This is for Malfax. Um, 11. Oh, man, Malfax is short-lived. He's going to die now. <laughs> He's going to die now, probably. So I want you to look at your character sheet on the main page. Yeah, hit points, uh, 10 or 23. Deckum. Pretty wounded. Yeah, bad. Anything else that I need to be 
looking for. Yeah, look at your abilities. Oh no, I'm just a retarded baby. My intelligence is zero. <laughs> oh no. So you are, uh, you're just, you're, you're a vegetable right now. Just suddenly, you just, you just kind of actually, you just stop. Uh, you slump down, and you, you just, your face goes blank, and you're just kind of just standing there. Daggum, dude. It is Jesper's turn. She whips around. She still has the dagger in her hand. Can she run up and stab the whatever brain thing without stabbing yeah. Malfax? Yep. Okay, so she runs up and thrusts at her dagger at this brain. Hit it with a 24 dagger damage. And she got seven Oh. Uh, seven damage on it. Yeah. So so she stabs it and uh, it immediately, so right now it's on you, it immediately just reacts by turning and jumping at her. Do I get a, a dex save or anything like that? No. Okay. This is, uh, it's just, this is its attack. Oh, okay. And you're, you're, you're within range, so. Gotcha. Okay, come. It's hit me and got me six damage. Man, things are not looking well. Oh, is that to you? That was on her. Yeah, I'm saying me. Oh. Jesper, sorry. I'm being both right now, sorry. As in me. She, uh, Jesper, that brain thing smacked me and got me six damage, dude. Horse crap! Did it lie itself into me what did it do like what's the had jesper not come up and stabbed it probably would have tried to infiltrate you much like it did maybe that other bugbear but fortunately she ran up and stabbed it which drew its attention to her so uh it is now her turn all right but you said it attacked me and it gave me six damage but did it like claw me reason being jesper sorry yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, essentially, it turned, like, when she stabbed it, it turned and, like, jumped at her mm. and, uh, clawed, like, clawing at her chest, kind of like it's trying to, like, crawl up into her, uh, into her face. Oh, okay, Chris. Um, all right, well, I'm just gonna try and do a, a dagger melee attack on this thing. I mean, that's all I got right now. I got 21. Thank goodness. Five damage. So, I, I, like, it clawed me, and I kind of, like, I would like to think maybe, like, I did, like, like a like a almost weird slash like i put the blade between me and me and this brain and like just pushed and slid it, the dagger away so hopefully it maybe like cut one of its legs off or yeah no it, it uh slashes right into it and the brain kind of actually like splits open and there's like organs and things inside this brain and they kind of just splatter and it falls down and shudders and then its legs kind of curl up like maybe a spider and uh and, and is dead. Daggum. So, uh, and as soon as it dies, uh, your intelligence uh, returns back to eight. Malfax is back to smart-ish. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Jesper, like, uh, you know, she kind of stumbles over and tries to help Malfax to his his feet because it's like he is pretty bad wounded there. Also, I just realized, like, you know, this dungeon really should have been a four to five companion party because we're getting our butts kicked. So uh, I I need to just adjust the uh, the hit points on these things. Oh okay. Uh, so and that's so on the uh, intellectual devourer. Mm -hmm. uh, that that's one thing that I, I realized. So I I did drop uh, its hit points down. Okay, thank goodness. So actually I gave it I gave it ten hit points. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, because because really this is built for a, a four party. Um, so one thing the those intellect devourers, you know, they have multi attack. It was doing uh, so, you know, in, in trying to devour your intelligence while it was attacking you. Let me see. But so with that said, let's um, 
I'm going to adjust your hit points about half. So Jesper has three wounds. You have 11 wounds just to make it more CR centric to a two party people. All right, copy you. Um, I was going to suggest if it was going to be that bad, <laughs> us run back to that secret tunnel and do another long stay. But if it's not that bad or if it's not, because I mean, dude, I, Malfax is almost dead. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, this is what we'll do. All right. I, uh, we just need to get out of here. But I did... I still awarded you full full uh, or experience for this encounter. Oh, nice. Thanks. That's dope. 